Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture?
Welcome to this segment of Real Life Stories. It's under our spiritual category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is jaef.foundation. This is a story about a man called Noel who has beaten all the odds of generational curses that were stacked against him before he was born. This story is something we can all learn from, that our actions, which become our habits, can be passed down to our children. You don't have to give birth to the next Noel. You can learn from his past. You see, Noel didn't have a choice in what kind of hand he would play with after he was born. He was born into a drug dealing family. His grandfather was a kingpin, dealing in marijuana and cocaine from Jamaica to Florida. Before Noel was born and unbeknownst to his mother, the spirituality she explored before Noel's birth invoked demonic spirits. She ignorantly opened herself up to the demonic realm and to witchcraft. The odds were stacked against him even before he had started. From his childhood to his late 20s, Noel had to deal with living in unstable homes as a child, several stepfathers, nightmares, demonic attacks, and so much paranormal activity. And this was just the beginning. His childhood trauma cascaded into teenage addictions from sex, pornography, alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, ecstasy, and anything else he could land his hands on, not to mention a couple of out-of-body experiences. In moments of despair, he would always cry out to the God of the Bible, whom he had never really known about. He was only tagging on the memory of the Lord's Prayer that his grandmother had taught him as a child and his few attendances to Catholic Church as a child. Fast forward, Noel shares a unique memory after he had started reading the Bible, specifically the Gospels of Jesus Christ. He couldn't stop reading the Gospels. In fact, in one incident, Noel was out on a boat, snorting as much cocaine as he could with a friend, but all he did was talk about this guy called Jesus that he had been reading about in the Bible. Eventually, and inevitably, these truths of Jesus Christ took root in Noel's heart, and he was delivered from all his addictions, his cursed inception, and his haunted past. Noel now lives his life as a living testimony. While he is up wiring complex buildings around town, he shares the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who feel lost. Coming up on our next episode. I kept seeing this guy like walk back and forth with his Pomeranian dog. And he would walk back and sit in his lawn chair and bask in the sun. And I'm talking about, I'm there for a couple hours. And this guy's also here for a couple hours. And he, I just see him walk back and forth, back and forth with his dog. And uh, he looked like somebody, you know, like he didn't look, he looked like somebody, meaning he looked like he had a past. He looked kind of like a, almost like a gangster, ex-gangster kind of vibe. I was getting off of him. I was like picking up on this vibe. And uh, he's a good looking guy and he dressed well. 
And uh, just eventually, because I just kept seeing him walk back and forth with his dog for the past couple hours, I just said something to him. I was like, hey, like, what's up? <laughs> and he responded and he's, he was quite friendly. And he, he said, hey, how are you? And I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I, because, when I'm hungover, when I was hungover, I would say the most ridiculous things. Um, I would just speak what was on my mind when I was hungover. And I just said, I'm doing well, bud. Uh, I, I stayed away from the bad stuff last night, meaning I, I didn't do hard drugs. And he's like, what do you mean? And I, and I explained to him what I meant. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And, uh, and then I immediately started talking about how I had a, an issue with cocaine and how the gym was actually helping me. And he said, this is exactly what he said. He said, the gym is good. And he repeated himself. He said, the gym is good. The gym is good. But you know what's better? And I said, what? And he said, spirituality. And I said, well, I'm spiritual. <laughs> um, but he said, no, you, it's not. He's like, you must be spiritual with Jesus Christ. And I just, I was like, okay, like why? And uh, my other friends listening too. And we, we, are, we start to inquire. And he, he explains why, um, and he just kind of sums it up. Um, and he just, he's just a, he just shot straight with me. He knew what I needed to hear. And he said, listen, and he said it with a lot of grace and meekness and gentleness. He said, listen, man, if you die in your sins, your soul will go to hell. And you need Jesus for forgiveness of sins. And when I heard that, I wasn't offended. I was curious. I remember when sin was sin. And I remember when wrong was wrong. What's wrong? 
six of Noel's story and we're picking up right from where the last episode ended. It was a night, the night of the, the anniversary, the death, the, the, the death anniversary of my friend. Yeah. I think, so I'm 28 or yeah, it's four years after, after he died, three or four years and it's that anniversary and that night I normally would have, because we were all the boys got together, right? Yeah. That would have been a night where I would have done uh, cocaine, a lot of it, but I didn't somehow. And so, like, by the grace of God, I chose not to, I drank, I got a little drunk. I chose not to do it. And um, that uh, surprised me a lot. And because I didn't do it, I woke up earlier the next morning because when you do drugs like that you end up destroying your sleep and you wake up 
very late the next day. So because I didn't do the drugs and just drank, uh, it changed the outcome of my next day dramatically. Okay, so you didn't work up late? No, I, I woke up at a reasonable hour. I mm. called my friend. It was a beautiful sunny day. We ended up getting some food and going to the Autumn Mall in North End. It's a place where there's a beautiful view. So, you know, even where I went geographically was completely different. Like it, that would have changed if I had the timing where I would have gone. It all would have changed yeah. if I chose to do what I normally probably would have normally would have done. On a night like that, like the the anniversary of my of my buddy buddy's death, like with all my friends, like let's let's go, baby. But I didn't. And um, that day, I was recovering from hangover a bit, and I was eating, and I was just enjoying the sun, and I was with a friend. And I kept seeing this guy like walk back and forth with his Pomeranian dog, and he would walk back and sit in his lawn chair and bask in the sun and i'm talking about, i'm there for a couple hours and this guy's also here for a couple hours and he i just see him walk back and forth back and forth with his dog and uh he looked like somebody you know like he didn't look he looked like somebody meaning he looked like he had a past he looked kind of like a almost like a gangster ex-gangster kind of vibe i was getting off of him i was like picking up on this vibe and uh good looking guy and he drew dress well and uh just eventually because i just kept seeing him walk back and forth with his dog for the past couple hours i just said something to him i'd say hey like what's up <laughs> and he responded and he's, he was quite friendly and he, he said hey how are you and i wear my heart on my sleeve and i because when i'm hung over when i was hung over i would say the most ridiculous things um i would just speak what was on my mind when I was hungover. And I just said, I'm doing well, but uh, I, I stayed away from the bad stuff last night, meaning I, I didn't do hard drugs. And he's like, what do you mean? And I, and I explained to him what I meant. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And, uh, and then I immediately started talking about how I had a, an issue with cocaine and how the gym was actually helping me. And he said, this is exactly what he said. He said, the gym is good. And he repeated himself. He said, the gym is good. The gym is good. But you know what's better? And I said, what? And he said, spirituality. And I said, oh, I'm spiritual. <laughs> oh, I thought I was real spiritual. Uh, all those experiences I had and the universal consciousness crap that was going through my head and I believed in something. And, you know, throughout all those cocaine nights that I had, all those ecstasy nights that I had, all those mushroom nights that I had, I my mind would go to philosophical places that actually surprised me. Um, really? Yeah. Throughout, and it would annoy some of my friends. I would get, I would either be thinking of sex, music, or these, ins like, not even insane, like they... I'm not going to lie, like they, they were not irrational. The things that I was thinking about and trying to talk about with people were very related to sound theology in a way. Mm -hmm. And I would go on these tangents and people would be like, bro, like, like we just want to have fun. Like stop talking about like the deep things of the universe. 
And but I would be so enthralled by these like areas that my mind would go to, and I just wanted to dig deeper into these realms of of reality that I I felt like I was tapping into. And this everyone knew me for this for this problem. Like they're like Noel doesn't you know Noel doesn't shut up when he does cocaine. Sometimes he just talks about all this stuff when we just want to party. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny to bring up, but um, <laughs> so I thought I was quite spiritual. <laughs> Um, but he said, no, you, it's not, he's like, you must be spiritual with Jesus Christ. And I just, I was like, okay, like why? And, uh, my other friends listening too, and we, we are, we start to inquire and he, he explains why, um, and he just kind of sums it up. Um, and he just, he's just, a, he just, shot straight with me he knew what i needed to hear and he said listen and he said it with a lot of grace and meekness and gentleness he said listen man if you die in your sins your soul will go to hell and you need jesus for forgiveness of sins and when i heard that i wasn't offended i was curious I don't even think I thought back to the time I used Jesus' name to save me from a demonic attack. But I was curious. And we talked some more. And it, he told me some things about his life, about his testimony, overcoming how God took like eight, nine, or ten drug addictions away from him in a moment. And see, when he told me these things, I, I, I wasn't doubting. I believe he had some experiences. But then he told me some other things that I wasn't quite sure I believed. Um, and so anyways, that, that conversation wrapped up. Um, I didn't get his number, but I, I did have a seed planted in my heart. And I remember thinking to myself, I have a Bible at home that my brother brought home from a, a move he did. He he just randomly got a bunch of like old books from from a move that he did moving someone's furniture from like one house to another and i remember seeing that bible and i said you know what i've always kind of wanted to read what's in there maybe maybe because of what you said i'll start you know i giving it a shot so i went home and then i started reading scripture and i started in genesis and got to leviticus and i think i got almost through Leviticus and I I just man I couldn't handle like Genesis I, I actually enjoyed um and then I almost threw the Bible out in Leviticus I said man this is nuts like there's so many like laws and rules and like it, I remember reading through the tabernacle too I'm like man what the hell is this tabernacle crap like man like the curtains and the all this and I was just like, just, like get out of here with this tabernacle like I want to I read more about Moses like parting the Red Sea and stuff so I almost like I just kind of shut it down for a bit and then something happened and I, I I just say you know what maybe I should read I can't remember exactly what it was but it and I was still doing a lot of drugs at this time right and I I, I said maybe I should read about Jesus maybe I should give him a shot and so I opened up the New Testament and I started reading about Jesus Christ. And uh, I started to notice that I wasn't able to fight his words. 
what I wanted to. I, 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 he, his words were piercing me and his, the truth was piercing me. And, um, isn't, I, isn't, isn't he good at that? Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's he's still he's still the best to ever do it yeah he still does it all the time every oh. day <laughs> and um so i was i was receiving this like these words that were just entering into my heart and my soul and i was like man like let's try to find a way around this and you just couldn't i couldn't i couldn't battle the logic i couldn't battle the truth i couldn't like disarm him um and it wasn't even like I was like trying to, I, but I was like, I wasn't trying to in a, I don't know how to say it. I wasn't angry with him, but I was like trying to like scrutinize him. Mm. I wasn't angry with Christ at this point, but I was trying to scrutinize him. Definitely you, putting him to the test. Yeah. You're trying to see where are there weak links in your chain yeah exactly right where are they i couldn't find them <laughs> I, I i'm you know i we all appreciate all these other books and and but anytime you get to the red letter parts where it's it's jesus speaking he was so ahead of his time that he he could grow the the thing that still for me puzzles me that just blows my mind is how jesus could talk and a phd student like both of you would come into his lecture class and a phd student will have enough information to go and write like to, to write their thesis yeah you know their or dissertation mm. but also a young child can still grasp what's being said. Absolutely. I, I've never understood how that works. And it's like, how are you able to teach uh, all three levels? Probably more. Yeah. Like you can, the, the person who's wants the complex stuff can still pick it up. Mm -hmm. And the person who wants like, like it's also almost seems like it's dumbed down. Like tell it to me, like I'm two. Yeah, it's yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> they say that the Bible is is written in such a way that theologians and prophets and men of God will continue to learn forever, and yet a, a boy who plows the field could 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 be saved. Someone who's uneducated could read it and and understand by the Holy Spirit, by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. It's all by the Holy Spirit. It's all by the Holy Spirit. The man can receive nothing unless it comes from heaven. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And um, so I was starting to receive the words from heaven. And, uh, you know, I was still partying. I was still doing all that. And, but it was funny. I was at work. I remember being at work. And everyone knew me, like, as the guy who would party and come to work, I would be very angry and aggressive at work, not with people, but with just daily tasks. Like if something was difficult for me to do at work, like you would hear me and I would be swearing and yelling and like coming, like I would be withdrawing. I had withdrawal, like coming off of Coke, you know, I was doing cocaine in the week. I would do cocaine sober. Right. And at this time I was paying for hookers too. Like, so I was getting into like 
prostitution. Oh, and, um, yeah. and so like, I would, I, I didn't need alcohol to do cocaine, right? At this point, I would just buy a bag like sober and just rail it right after work and then just go and do something completely heinous. And, uh, it how much, be, how much money were you spending on cocaine? Too much. Maybe like, you know, it depends. Like, uh, it could have been, cause I had, my friends were drug dealers, right? So I would get hooked up or get deals. Yeah. Right. So it's definitely wasn't spending more. Uh, I was getting a lot hooked up. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I was still spending probably like a couple hundred, like maybe like four or 500 a month. But, you know, as an electrician, you don't make that much money and you have rent and you're living on your own. It, it was, it was, and plus alcohol and cigarettes and weed and everything that comes with it and missing work, right? Because of the cocaine, like I would miss work like all the time. So it was like, it was, it was just really hard to financially stabilize myself because of that lifestyle. It was destroying me. And, but how would we, I would come to work and I would talk about Jesus Christ with people at that time. So you, you hadn't yet become a born again Oh, no, Christian. no, no. Far from it. Far from it. And you are just reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible and preaching about how Jesus Christ is like, there's something special about this guy. And I'm just talking to people at work about Jesus Christ as a complete heathen. <laughs> it's ridiculous, I know, but this is the truth. Your story's like uh, it's almost uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's got it, it's so god to be like, <laughs> it's hilarious at it, times. It, but, it's, but. It's, it's almost like Paul like, where it's like I'm gonna get the guy who's been persecuting Christians now to go and start preaching their message. Yeah, but so okay. there was you know, and at this time, you know, I'm, I have to lay this down. Um, Man, just to put things into context. For sure. Kind of go back into the past. So I started a business with my mom, a hot sauce business. My family in Jamaica uh, had a successful hot, hot sauce business, Caribbean hot sauce. And my mom and I started it. She was living in Nova Scotia. She got it going in Nova Scotia. She would send me the, the, the sauce here and I would get it into stores here. So I was trying to get this side business going and, and overtake electrical one day with this pepper sauce. And it was doing really well. We had it in 90 stores uh, in Nova Scotia and I had it in like four or five stores in Vancouver and it was starting to sell without me doing demos. Like it was picking up traction, very delicious sauce. And because uh, electrical made me very depressed, mainly because I didn't make enough money to have that like flashy, like baller lifestyle that I wanted to, to live. So I was like so fixated on making a lot of money. And I, and I was like, you know, I invested a lot of money that I, I, I did have, I did invest um, a chunk of money that I saved from my out of town work uh, into this business. Um, but still like, um, you know, my finances depleted very quickly because of my cocaine use and the, everything that went with it. But so my mom is living in Nova Scotia at this time, right? She's been there for maybe six years at this point, seven years almost. And so she's with Jordy, yeah. the one that she left to the Sunshine Coast. And one day I get a phone call from my mom. And she's, it's not even actually a phone call from my mom. I actually get a phone call from my aunt. Now that I remember it was my aunt. And she's explaining to me how my mom was out, out, 
of the house. It was Christmas time. And my little sister has grown up a bit more and she's at the place. And my mom boards horses. So my mom was a professional equestrian rider in Jamaica. So she knows how to take care of horses. She knows how to board them. She, she She's like very skilled with horses. So she ended up boarding like nine horses. And she, had, she bought 13 acres of land out there. She had a barn. Like she had a very different life. And it was very fascinating. Like I was seeing this part of my mom that I never saw before how skilled she was at like taking care of animals. Like that she was a real woman. Like I was like, man, you, you're taking care of horses. You're taking care of nine horses and you can ride them like a champion. And um, so anyways, like my sister and my brother um, would help out in the barn. And so would Jordy, you know, and Nova Scotia, you get a lot of snow. So they got to take care of all the snow on the property and like shovel the snow. So my sister was out in between the barn and the house. And Jordy said something to my little sister, like disciplined her, like a normal father would discipline her. And something happened to my sister. Something clicked in her mind, something that she had been suppressing for a long, long time. And for some reason, the way Jordy disciplined her, something clicked in her mind and the memory started flooding in and she turned around and apparently walked into the house and looked at her brother in the face and said what she remembered. And Jordy was raping her from the ages of five to nine years old. Oh. And probably drugging her so that she didn't really remember but she she remembered she it came back somehow and she told Danny her brother my half brother and he called my mom and my mom called the police she told the police that if you don't get there before I do I'm going to kill him cuz she in her heart it something something just confirmed in her heart that it was true that it was true and um, so the police come and they arrest him and they do this insane investigation and they, they, they look at his computer, they search the house, they, they are doing a very thorough investigation and it turns out that he had been, he had evidence of child pornography on his phone. He had evidence of seeding child pornography, meaning like sharing it uh, in, the, in the dark web. Um, he had money hid all over the house. He had cameras in the house. Whoa. Um, there was evidence of him drugging my mom while she was sleeping, probably so she either wouldn't wake up and, and discover what was happening with my little sister. So my mom was being drugged oh. at night. Um, and this, this started happening on the Sunshine Coast right when they moved in and I think back to what was happening to me in that house and it was related I know it was related to that man there was a demon attached or in that man and uh, he ended up getting fully exposed um, and to, to, to Jordy yeah, Jordy ended up getting fully exposed. And he seemed like a knight in shining armor. He seemed like the man who finally my mom chose that was the right man. And he was the worst of all. 
Oh my goodness. It destroyed my mom. They got married. They had a beautiful wedding and everything too. And uh, that destroyed my mom. Like it annihilated her. Oh my goodness. And of course my sister and my brother. And So I remember getting that phone call. Uh, and uh, man, it was just like, what the hell is going on? And um, yeah, so that that came that all kind of like came around that time that I started learning about Jesus Christ, and uh, so that was like a, a huge like paradigm shift yeah. for me. And you know, it's weird. Uh, it was like I wasn't even surprised. I was like, man, this is so typical. Like, I was like, this, like, what next? Like, what, what's going, what's going to happen next? Um, it, it hit me, but it, at the same time, my brother and I, Zach, we were living together at the time in, in, in my place in a one bedroom. I just, like, man, this is just normal. And there was so much that my brother had gone through that I hadn't hadn't even mentioned to him and me. It was, we were shocked, but at the same time, it was like, okay, like what, what, what else would we expect, right? Um, it was it was almost like an like the the evil like the 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 cher- the cherry on top. It was like, okay, this is like, of course, like we. The trajectory of things, it's, it's, it just, it, 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 um, it hit us pretty hard, but at the same time, we weren't surprised. We just, we knew our mom was screwed up. Oh, yeah. And, um, I love my mom. And and uh, I don't say this in a dishonoring way that we this is we this is how we felt like like we're like our life like our mom is just what the what the hell is going on with our life like why can't she get it right? That's how it felt. I I feel so bad for her. Um. Yeah, and my little sister, but you know they've they've triumphed very well, considering. Um, so then, yeah, that kind of just like, it was just there. Like it was just something that happened and it just, it, it didn't affect me like mentally too much. Um, but it, it did and it didn't, I was like calloused Yeah. at that point. I had just like a callus over my heart. And the timing, you know, we're starting to read the Bible and get into that. Good timing. God's timing is good. There is... I'm full of emotions right now. So, let's take a break. Okay. This was episode 6 of Noel's testimony and life story. In the next episode, Noel takes us on the journey of his redemption, his walk to freedom, 
and breaking all his addictions with no withdrawals through his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Your host for today was Calvin Cabanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. wide open the world's done broken your prodigal son down that road i traveled everything rattled only came undone father lead me down to the river wash me in the water till i'm whiter than snow i know i'm not worthy Tell me there's mercy for the wandering soul I lost my way but now I'm on my knees If it's not too late won't you tell me please You got a place for me, a little grace for me Father, meet me in the cool green valley In all of your glory when my days are done Name me as one of your chosen Heaven's unbroken prodigal son